Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Start. Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pumped Up Parenting, the podcast. I have with me today Sam Mitchell and his mom, Gina Mitchell. And Sam is the creator and host of the podcast, Autism Rocks and Rolls. It can be found on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and Podbean. Sam's website is autismrocksandrolls.com, which includes other services he offers regarding public speaking and podcasting. Sam is just about 18 years old, and he has been diagnosed with autism his whole life. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit to Sam, to his mom, about life when you're labeled autistic and how he's making a life of his own, regardless of anything anyone else tells him. So Sam, welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Thank you for that nice introduction. I appreciate it. My pleasure. I appreciate you. And Gina, welcome as well as the mom. I love being a mom, and I know you love being a mom, too. Yes, I do. I do. Um, Thank you very much for having us. We appreciate it. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Um, So, Sam, tell me uh, why you think society should take the stigma off of autism. You hear autism all the time, and I feel like kids are constantly labeled nowadays. Like, you always hear they're on the spectrum constantly. And and why do you think this whole stigma of autism should be removed? It should be removed because of the autism, because we're not broke. We may struggle with different struggles, but the thing is, is the stigma should be off because we're still functional. We can still be functional members of society. We can still do stuff that you guys might do, but in a different way. That's, that's a great point. And I love that you said we're not broken. You know, it's like, um, I have scoliosis. So I have three curves in my spine and I wore a full body brace from eighth grade to 12th grade. And I still have those three curves. The brace was not to straighten me. It was to prevent it from getting worse. And, um, I always think, you know, people always look at issues that other people have as, oh my gosh, this must be so traumatic. The comments I used to get about my brace, because of course my brace was visible, you know, it stuck out of my shirt and mostly from adults, not even from kids. And there are such that, you know, I run fitness classes and I love mainstreaming children into my classes to help 
parents learn and really extend those bridges of understanding. I had a little girl join my class um, that, that had a walker. And her mother was very hesitant to join. And I'm like, no, come on, join, join the fun. And this was a class for three to four-year-olds. And you know, as you can probably assume, within five minutes, everybody's like, where's my walker? How come she only gets this cool thing and I don't get one? You know, and she was so encouraged by being as a, a part of that class and not having this, oh, there's something wrong with me. You know, I'm broken you know, labeled yep. on her. It was, it was a joy. And, and all the kids didn't think anything of it. You know, I was telling you about um, the, the child that was in my other classes that's grown up with me and he is um, non-communicative as we know it. So he does not say words, but he certainly communicates in a million other ways. And he was so, so athletically inclined. And I will tell you in these classes, as he grew up, I guarantee you, if I asked those kids whether he could talk or not talk, they would all say, yes, he could talk because I guarantee you, they never even realized he couldn't, you know? And I think adults tend to be so limiting, whereas children are not. So I love that you're trying to remove this and you're doing something about it. That really excites me. What do you want people to know about people that have autism? You know, what uh, is things to, to, for us all to know? I want people to know that we're going to do stuff a little different, but we'll cope with it in our own mechanism, in our own ways. But if it's not good enough for you, get away from us, I guess is the way to put it. And, and every adult has to do that. Every, every adult, every person has to learn to cope with their various feelings. Sam, are you willing to, to give an example of, of something that you've had to deal with and you've had to uh, cope with and overcome? Sure. So an example would be uh, my way or the highway. I, th I don't bend very easily. I guess. I don't know if it's because I'm a teenager or not. I don't know if that's the reason, but I think it's part of the reason is the autism. It's my way. I, I don't think it should eventually go this way or just not do it or do whatever. Do you get frustrated easily, do you think? That could be it. And Gina, what do you do when, when you notice he's getting frustrated? Do you try to help him with that? that emotion, that feeling, what, what do you do? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we've had to do that his whole life. Um, but I mean, we've never walked on eggshells around him. We've never, um, we've always recognized that he has autism, but we've never babied him. I mean, he's very, very high functioning. So we know what his capabilities are. Yeah. And um, I got my butt whooped for using that excuse once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, he did. He tried a couple of times in his life to say, you know, like I wanted, I don't even remember what it was, but he said, oh, remember I have Asperger's. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry about that, but we still have to like do this. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we try to understand the world as he sees it. Um, and there for a long time, <clears throat> excuse me, I can remember when he was younger, um, 
like my family and like his, my husband, his dad, and just everybody, we would, you know, sometimes be like, oh, I just wish Sam could understand this. I just wish Sam could see this. But then I got to thinking, but he can't. And so I need to look through his eyes. I need to see the world as he sees it rather than trying to force him into our world. Um, And that's not fair to do that with anybody. Um, But, you know, he says my way or the highway and he doesn't like to bend, but. Unless it's necessary. Yeah. We teach him in real life. Life requires a lot of bending, even if we don't want to do it. So we definitely help him through it. And we have for, you know, 16 years since we found out or, Okay, my math's off. <laughs> Twelve years. Um, whenever we learned he had autism, but we we also held him accountable, and we've also um, may, helped him understand that we understand that you're frustrated, but what do we got to do to get you to understand that this still has to be done? So we've supported him, but we've not babied him. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, you know what's great about that, Gina, and um, you know and. My my tagline for Pumped Up Parenting is because we're raising adults, not children. And that's what I try to express to every parent. You're not raising a child because people are going, I'm raising my kids. No, you're not. They're already kids. Your job is to raise an adult. And an right. adult that can be productive, that can have confidence, that can live in a world where sometimes things don't always go your way. And what you said about understanding him is what I teach all parents. You have to understand your child. You have to look at the world through your child's eyes. And I don't care what's going on with your child. You need to understand it from a child's point of view. And, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but the human brain is fully developed at 25 years old. So when you're looking at a toddler and they're like, you know, he's like he's playing with half a deck. He is playing with half a deck, even less, even less than a third of a deck. You know, and, and parents that are 20 and 21, they don't even have a full developed brain. You know, and understanding that for any parent is golden and letting them understand that they need to live with disappointment and they need to live with their feelings and they need to understand their feelings is so important. And clearly you've done a wonderful job with Sam because Sam, you're like Superman, but you know, (laughs) He said, da da da. Da da da. There you go. You know? You know? I said I was taking the shirt off, but then I realized I don't have my Superman thing under it. There you know. go. Your big symbol. You know, <laughs> heroes don't always wear capes, as they say, Sam. And I think yeah. you're a superhero for sure. Um, so, so, Sam, tell me about what made you decide to start a podcast which clearly helps others with autism and no one better to help others with autism than somebody that has autism, which is like such a gift you have given the world. I'm like thrilled. And, and again, Sam's podcast is called autism rocks and rolls. So Uh, what got you to begin that? uh, Well, 
uh, my school has a, a media club, and I decided to join that because that was the at the first um, dance marathon Easter Green ever had, which is a Riley thingy, thingy my bomb. I um, decided they were interviewing uh, my friend. I was like, what are they doing? So then I asked them, and they said, join next year because there's a lot of projects. I was like, okay, well, I did. I I love they introduced me to podcasting at that point. So then I was wondering if I could do it at home. This person over here to my left was skeptical, but I was 99.9% sure I could do it. And sure enough, the rest was going on my uh, 16th birthday and the rest was history. That's awesome. What is your specific goal for your podcast? Or maybe you have a few goals. Um, the, the goal, I, the future goal is to get this a little bigger and to, um, hopefully help someone, which I think I've already reached that. So I hope we can help, help some people at least. I think you can help a lot of people. Do you um, do all your own tech for the podcast? Do you set it up? Do you edit? Do you do whatever tech stuff? Yes, I do, I do everything on my own, except, except uh, the stuff she does, which is, what would you say it is? Well, he's, he's the voice and um, you know, I, he does a tremendous job with that and um he edits his own podcast he really does all of the stuff with the podcast but um when he started this you know we had a discussion about how big he wanted it to be is this something that you know you want to carry on do you want to get into media and um you know he's still not quite sure what he wants to do after after high school but um his what I do is I try to network and try to get it out there for him. Um, and just to kind of see where it goes. Uh, he, he, when he started the podcast, I said, do you want, what do you, what do you, I'm an English teacher. So when he started doing this, I, you know, said, well, what is your purpose? And what do you, what do you want? Like, what do you want to come of this? And his response was, I want to help. He never said, I want to make money. He never said, I want to persuade anybody. He said, I just want, um, I just want to help people like me and people that like family members. So that is his goal is to help people. So I thought, well, let's get it out there then and let's see what happens. And it's just exploded. I mean, it is just, he has so many downloads and, um, so many things in the works with things that are happening and, and it's just, I'm, I'm just really, I'm in awe of him. I'm so proud of him that he just has put himself out there. Like he has just really like, um, and that's hard. That's hard, it's for, hard for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. It Absolutely. Is, it is, uh, do you, um, how do you come up with your topics for is at uh, first is your podcast, do you have like a new one weekly? How do you do your every work? 60 to 21 days? Okay, so what are your topics? Like, do you pick up just do you yeah. think of something and go, This this would be great to talk about? Or, well, here's the deal I have I call it the boy, it's kind of funny, but um, my mom um, has a book she's gonna write soon, so sometimes I'll use uh, ideas from her book, sometimes I'll think of something on my own. Or I found a, a YouTube video that's uh, 22 Asperger signs or traits, and sometimes I'll take their ideas and make it my own. 
But then I do have to say he will, um, like what I have seen him do is something that he experiences. He'll think, oh, this would be, um, there was one time, it's a, the, it's so incredible what happened with it. He had a podcast and I, what was the topic? Which one were you? The one that erased. Oh, sensory issues. So it was sensory issues because he has really dealt with that, especially when he was younger. And he spent a long time working with it. And it was probably 1130 midnight and something happened and that podcast was gone. And he had worked and worked and it just deleted. He got so, I mean, I would have gotten upset because I told him, I said, I wrote a 25 page paper one time when I did my master's and it was gone and I had a complete meltdown as an adult because that paper was gone so I understood but mid meltdown he stopped and he said this would be a good episode like when something spontaneous happens that I can't handle very well and with daily changes and so that's where daily changes came from is when it was happening that was happening so that was incredible to see um, something good come out of that because <laughs> it was tough. It was a tough 30 minutes, you know? Yeah, I bet it was. You know, I, I feel like the world focuses on negatives so much. And when children get diagnosed with whatever, the world around them focuses on that and they don't, you know, spend time watching and tuning into their child and discovering their passions and their gifts. So Sam, I'd like to ask you what you think your gifts are. What are your, I mean, clearly this whole podcast thing is a gift, but what do you feel like your passion and gifts are? Well, let's see. How can I word this out? Okay. I'm just going to put the link. So this is what I've saying before. I've always liked the type of guy where, I'm blunt and I can come across as rude or I've always read this sign where I'm in, I'm a butthole, but I care. That's what I always read. That's why I always thought who I was. What's your gifts though? That's what my gift is. What are you offering the world? I can be both mean and nice. I mean, like that's really, I think my gift. Like You can offer people truths. Yeah. Offer people truths. And that's the, me being a, the bad side, I guess, but it can also be a good side, but I care. To the point where I will take, give you the straw off my back. I guess and you know what? That that's when when I have clients and I coach clients. One of the first things I say is that I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be very truthful with you. I'm not gonna sugarcoat things because you're yeah. not gonna find success if I go, oh well, yeah, that's a good idea. If I don't tell you the truth, yeah. I'm not mean. I, I'm not rude. But sometimes people have to hear the truth to get past whatever is blocking them. Yeah, I'm not afraid to say that's dumb. Stop it. I mean, I'm not afraid to do that. Yeah, as his mother, though, and on the flip side of that, we've had to we've had to work on that because that is a textbook classic autistic trait is, you know, to have no filter and for it to just come out in a way that maybe it is rude. And so we, to now, I mean, he's almost an adult and we still have to say sometimes like, well, I understand that, but how else could have you said that? Like, like what else could have you said? 
and his speech therapist has worked with him on that. So a lot of people work with me on that. Yeah, I mean, he's a kind, kind soul, but sometimes I'll I'll tell the truth too. We're like, okay, like let's rein it back a little bit. But I mean, I'm kind of like that. That's where I get it from. I'm, you know, so usually. (laughs) a lot of us are like that but that's the key too is thinking before you react thinking before you act thinking before you talk yeah with the other way that's my issue yeah speak before you speak then think yeah Yeah. and a lot of people's issues with or without autism let me tell you a lot of people's issues all right that's the problem with the world right now going on absolutely is people are not thinking before they're talking they're not listening there is an art to listening. And um, I, I feel like, you know, the best communicator is a good listener. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, a lot of communication is mostly the nonverbal communication that comes across. So, you know, it's not always your words. It's the way you say it. It's how you say it, you know. It's any ver- a nonverbal cues that are associated with it. And of course, in, in the world today, with all the texting and the emails and all the nonverbal communication, you can't read things into that and you can read it however you want. And sometimes that, you know, creates an issue as well. Um, so how do you find... Um, how has having autism been beneficial to you? How, you know, what are, what are, what are autism's gifts? Um, well, I think some gifts they are, they can be very, do weird, but cool things, but, and they can also be very creative and be obsessed with some really cool stuff. Like I love that. I'm obsessed with the wrestlers and I could tell you like each WrestleMania match. Yeah. He loves WWE. And when he started loving it at six years old, we thought, oh, okay, like that's, that's okay. And then as time went on and time went on and now we're at almost 18 and he still loves WWE, but he literally from how many are there? 36 Mm -hmm. from one to 36 of the WrestleMania. WrestleMania. That's from all total as of now. Yeah. You can give him a number and he can tell you, who was in the match and exactly what happened. So I could give him 14. 14? Did you say 14? Okay. Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the uh, WWE Championship. Shawn's back was hurting. 20. 20? Uh, 20, you said? Chris Benoit versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels for the World Heavyweight Championship. 28. 28. Rock versus Cena, once in a lifetime. Four. Four. Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase. What happened? There's a tournament. So he could do that all day. He could tell, I mean, he could tell you. You want to see more? (laughs) So many, like he could tell you anything about wrestling. And so, you know, a lot of kids that have, or people that have autism do obsess about something, but I've always thought, well, that could lead to something else. Um, Sam had Armani Williams. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Okay. That's my alarm. <laughs> she said she could edit it out. <laughs> Sorry I about that. Sam, <laughs> um, so we, he had... Did you get stop or snooze? Stop. You, no, you should have said snooze. He had... Um, come off again. What? You should have said snooze. It's going to come off again. 
Okay, I'll get in a second. Okay. Um, he had Armani Williams on his show uh, a few weeks ago, and Armani is the first NASCAR driver uh, that's openly that has autism. And he had him on his show, and it was so cool. But what Armani says, and it makes sense, he feels like him having autism is beneficial while, while he is in the car, while he's racing, because he says – when I, and he said it two or three times, he said, when I sit down and I strap in, I am so focused because people with autism are hyper focused right. on um, certain things. And that's his obsession. His obsession as growing up was NASCAR. He was obsessed with NASCAR. And so he said, like, he's hyper focused on every single thing that's happening in front of him and in that car. And that's an advantage. That's right. a, that makes him a great driver. Yeah. So I'm sure with Sam, he has a fantastic memory. Um, he's very like detail oriented. Um, and I, that just, to me, that's, I can't do that. I mean, right. I don't, can't remember what I did 15 minutes ago. That's so he can, with he you can do that. <laughs> so I think that there definitely are advantages to everything. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and for all parents, it's so important to recognize your child's passions like we were touching on before. Like my son has always played video games. I, I think when he came out of the womb, he was playing video games. And, you know, and we've always given him his limits and his boundaries of playing video games, but he always loved video games. And, you know, he grew up, he has a degree in video game play as a bachelor of science in simulation and digital entertainment. He worked for one of the top video game companies. He now works for a defense contractor with gaming. And, you know, he married his wife who we met at the video game company. She's a video game designer uh, for graphics and like marketing and all this. And, and it's his world. And it wasn't, and, and he, like you, Sam, he could tell you anything about any video game and any movie, even if he has not seen a movie. And he's, as far as I know, not autistic, but he has, you know, like he can walk in. I'll tell him like something. Oh, we watched this movie last night and he'll go, oh, um, what was it about or who was in it? And I'll be like, I, I think this person was, and he'll tell me the movie. And I'm like, have you seen that? No, because it, it's. You know, it's an interest of his. He watches all the trailers, you know, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you really have to discover those. We grew up, my father loved wrestling. I mean, uh, every Saturday we were watching wrestling, but that was like Andre the Giant. And and then my kids watch wrestling. Steve, Steve Austin was like, you know, is that his name, Steve Your Austin? favorite, right? Pop. One of their favorites. Or is that you know? The Rock? No, the rock the, was the rock was past my kids. He's he's newer. I mean, that doesn't mean my son or any of my kids still don't watch him. I don't know. I mean, we watch him in movies. Clearly, he's amazing. Right, but right. we just watched him last night in Jumanji. But you know, it's you know, it's it's all the way. I think parents also react to children and their passions. And allowing children to do and believe what they want to do. And I don't mean free range. I mean, obviously, 
You know, I'm all about limits and boundaries and teaching kids, exercising their disappointment muscle, exercising their, their waiting muscle, all of these things. And, but allowing them to really explore what they love, you know, don't automatically say like, if, if I was the type of parent that'd be like, get off those video games, those video games are horrible. They're going to, you know, if I didn't see value to a video game, if I didn't take interest, even though my son does not like me to play with him because I'm terrible, you know, I would sit in and I'd be like, okay, what are we playing? And he would go, we're playing nothing, mom. I'm playing. I'm like, oh, no, no, I want to play. No. And I would what do you like about it? You know what? I would take an interest in what he was doing, even though it wasn't my, you know, interest. But that's so important for any parent to do. And and look, Sam, like you're like, you know, a rock star with wrestlers. Do you, do you remember Andre the Giant? Do you like going to the past? From 1985 and plus, yes. Back then, no. But that's the thing, though. Even, like, from 1985, he wasn't obviously born yet, but... I studied the history. He studied the history of it, and he knows... It's fabulous. Kind of fun, actually. It's fabulous. Did you ever see The Princess Bride? No, I haven't. I've seen parts of it. I watched a little bit of it, actually, um, last week, I think, I sometime. keep telling him to watch it, because it's... You should. Great. It's awesome. And, you know, there's a book that um, Carrie Elwes, who played the prince supposedly um wrote about the princess bride and it's great to listen it's a one book you should listen to by audible because all the actors in it talk about their same part their own parts like instead of him just reading it all come in and when they talk about andre the giant they talk about what an incredibly gentle soul this guy was you know he was huge i mean that hand that like it's like double the size of anyone else's hand. I had a once upon a time a shirt that had his handprint. Oh, really? I do. Uh, yeah. That's so cool. I think it's wonderful. Well, Sam, um, can you uh, just share again anything you want? And, and not again, because I'm asking you for the first time. <laughs> can you share anything else you want to bring out about you, your... <laughs> Autism, I hate to say, like your autism, like it's your friend. Um, but anything you want to bring out that you know can help parents, help others, anything, anything you want to tell me. Tell me anything. Well, <laughs> I guess if we're going to give advice for autism, don't down it, don't, don't push it off, just help them and help them be successful. Yeah, that, that's what I was, exactly what I was going to say too. Just, I, I want people to know that, you know, you said, um, sometimes people are hesitant to say, you know, Sam's autism, but it is his, it's him. It's not something that I, I feel like, and I don't think he feels like it should be overshadowed and dismissed and embarrassed about. He, it is him, but it's not all him. It's one little piece of what he does. Um, if whatever Sam wants to put first is what he should be able to put first. If he wants to put, you know, I'm a good friend first, or I'm a podcaster first, or I'm a good student first, and or maybe he wants to tell people, you know, I have autism. And that's fine. He's, we've never treated it like anything that's a negative thing. 
um, even in moments where it is negative, where we're struggling with something, it, it is what it is, and he is who he is. And um, it needs to be recognized. It needs to be recognized that he needs services. He needs resources to help him. But I do too. I have resources every single day when I wake up to help me function and survive. And he needs what he needs. So he's, you know, he has a float pass at school. That pass, he gets all the information from his general ed classes, which he's always been in because we've always made sure he's in general ed classes. But um, if he needs to go down to the resource room just to have quiet and, you know, get help, then he has that pass. That's a resource. He's never been embarrassed to use it because we've told him, why would you not use that? Because people don't care as much as they once did once upon a time. Yeah, but that, that would be like me not taking my medicine. Right. Because I didn't really feel like taking my medicine. Well, that's a resource, you know, that, that helps me. So um, I would just, everybody that's listening to this, I would encourage you to look at Sam's stuff. Um, his, uh, his podcast, like you said, is Autism Rocks and Rolls. Can be found on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. Um, am I missing? What are we iTunes. 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 Is it on I Google? Is it Google have a podcast? Is it on there, Sam? Uh, no. No. And it's hard to keep track of them all. I know. Well, and he's also um, going to be on the Crooked River. It's the Crooked River Internet Station. Um, they're going to start playing his once a week, too, on Sundays. So it's, it's starting to get out there. His website is autismrocksandrolls.com. Um, we do have merchandise on there now. Um, we have some autism awareness bracelets. I'm going to order one. Oh, cool. Yeah, Thanks. we, we uh, really want to get those out there. Um, you know, Sam wants to explore public speaking because he's obviously a really good speaker. Oh, he's a great speaker. So he wants to do that. So he's trying to do that. Um, he would help anybody that needs help with, you know, any kind of podcast coaching. Um, his stuff is being used in some classrooms across the Indiana anyway. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a good curriculum tool. So, um, but yeah, I just, I, I want him, I'm proud of him and I just want people to understand who he is and, um, He's done some really good things. It's it's really wonderful what you're doing, Sam. I, I'm I'm super proud of you too. <laughs> we <laughs> all I just met you, um, and I and I hope I mostly hope you're super proud of yourself. I because am. You I am. should be. Um, so let me ask you one more question that came to my head. Uh, unless you need to go, because no, we're good. We're good. Have you ever experienced bullying? Yep. And um, how did that present itself, and how did you deal with it? Well, the younger no names. I know that <laughs> the younger me would be like moaning and groaning about it, but the older me just doesn't care. You don't like me, tough luck. Exactly. Whose problem is it? It's their problem. Yeah, Except that's more not a reflection. That's a you deal. problem. That's not a me problem, buddy. And I'm so glad that he's gotten to that point. Just I'm, I'm super glad you have. I mean, and, and honestly, you know, kids don't tell their parents everything, obviously. But from my standpoint, I mean. Well, I, I've heard people talk about me regardless. Yeah, I'm sure that he hasn't told me like every single thing in his life that's happened. But um, 
it did. I mean, I could tell that it really bothered him for a long time, but then it was just—it was just kind of a switch to where he was like. And even when it bothered him, it didn't bother him from my perspective to the point where it like debilitated him or anything. But mentally and emotionally, that had to be hard. But um, when he finally decided, you know what, you can say anything that you want. Like I am who I am, and. That's who we want him to be. Don't worry about it. Just exactly. Do, do your thing. <laughs> it's a great character trait to not take things personally. And when people reflect their true feelings on someone else, you flip it around, it's their feelings. It's mm-hmm. their insecurities with them. What they speak, you can turn it right around on them. If somebody calls you lazy, you can turn that around and say, well, what are you really saying? You're really saying I'm lazy and that you're pushing on them. You know, it's, it's really a gift to be able to not take things personally. You know, when, when I had that brace, honestly, when I think back, I can only remember adults, you know, saying stuff to me that, you know, would aggravate me. I I, honestly, I can't even remember kids saying anything to me in high school. And so it either did not make an impact on me or I was always a really friendly kid. So maybe it was that the only thing it was eight through 12th grade. So I didn't really date much, but, um, you know, cause I wore a brace and, and I was head of the mammal lab and I carried a rat on my shoulder around school. So that might've been it. That might've kept people away. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> that could have possibly been it. I had a brace and a live rat on my shoulder. But other than that, I was a really nice kid. Awesome. <laughs> and the vice principal used to yell at me because the rat used to poop all over the hallway. <laughs> like, your rat's pooping in the hallways. So I'm like, okay, I'll put him back. I'll put him back. So I, I can't imagine. Luckily, I have a lot of friends. But, um, but you know, it's, it's really going through life realizing not to take things personally is a gift. Because the majority of things are not about you. So, well, Sam, I could probably keep talking forever because you're a joy to talk to. And Gina, you too. I've really enjoyed it. And you have so many, so much value to give people just in this little short time. I'm so grateful that you were on with me. I'd love to have you back. And maybe we can talk about more stuff. And, um, but in the meantime, I, I, I thank you a million times for being on and um, remember, please, if you're looking for Sam and his mom, (laughs) you can find Sam on autism rocks and rolls, the website.com or the podcast on most podcasts, whatever they're called venues. (laughs) And if you want Sam's wonderful products, go to, go to uh, autismrocksandrolls.com and get his products. And if you want him to speak for you or anything, head there too, because you will find him. In the meantime, guys, thank you so much. It's been an app. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Be sure to head over to pumpeduppparenting.com to grab your free copy of the Patient's Playbook. Wishing there was a manual for your toddler Well, good news, now there is. You can pick up your copy of Raising Happy Toddlers, 
How to Build Great Parenting Skills and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, my newest release on Amazon today. Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone can blossom from. Have yourself a really fun day. Bye-bye.